Amen. What a mighty God we do serve. God is good, folks. And all the time. You may be seated and we welcome everyone here today. We thank the Lord for His divine presence that is going to be on this service and we will worship and receive from Him what He has for us. I want to just give you a brief uh, testimony, analysis of my wife's situation. Something that happened yesterday, uh, I went in at the time that one of the uh, therapists was finishing up, and she had this to say concerning my wife. She went like this, put her fingers very, very close together, and said, your wife is this close to going home. And I thank the Lord for that. My wife is doing just splendid, and uh, she is going to be coming home, no doubt, within the next couple weeks. And I thank the Lord for that, perhaps just a little more than a week. But uh, I do want to thank the Lord for that and give you that appraisal of her situation. We, of course, uh, thank everyone for remembering uh, us on our 80, not 80, but 61 years of wedded anniversary. And uh, I know we got Valentine's coming up, but tell you how excited I am. On our anniversary, which I believe was Friday, the 11th, I gave my wife not an anniversary card, but I gave her the Valentine's card. However, I do have an anniversary card for Valentine's Day for her. I did not know I was the one in the room that was confused, but apparently I was. It's, uh, be, it's exciting to be married 61 years, and I thank the Lord that I have such a wonderful wife that is getting so much better from the near tragedy that she had. And I thank the Lord for it. And she's thanking the Lord as well as we just looking to what the Lord wants us to be able to do physically, spiritually for Him. I praise the Lord. God is good all the time. Brother Harold, the service is yours coming. You and the Lord, just take care of it. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> All right. Well, last, last uh, year at this time, from what I heard, we were well below zero. Today and tomorrow, Valentine's Day. You'll remember it was in our cold spell, but not this year. We're going to warm up tomorrow. So no snuggling tomorrow, I guess, if you're married. You'll, you'll be warm on your own. So just remember that. <laughs> uh, just a couple announcements. Do remember Wednesday night service, Bible study. We don't always mention that, but 7 o'clock Bible studies. And then uh, next Saturday will be a men's meeting here at 5 o'clock at the church. And that's all I have for right now. Does anybody have an announcement they needed to make? Yes.
right, so yeah, continue to bring those items if you can, help out, and um, we'll continue to uh, bless the food pantry. So uh, anything else? All right, let's all stand. We'll have prayer this morning, and as we begin service, if anyone has any prayer requests, we need to continue to pray for Sister Joanne. Is there anything else? Sister Judy. What was that? Offering. Offering. We will pray for that. Yeah. God, some things happening in my life need to get out of stretch. Okay. All right. Let's remember Lois. Yeah. My godson's in the hospital with, uh, on Dallas' machine, not doing real good. Okay. Let's remember Joe's godson. Any others? Unspoken requests? You can raise your hand. Let's all pray. God, we come to you this time, Lord. Just uh, thanking you, God, for this morning. For we thank you, dear Lord. Here, God, we'll Lord, you know each need, God, each request, Lord. You're able to meet with each one. God, provide the answers, God. Help us change in your life, God. We just pray that you would continue to walk with her, God. Lead her where um, she can see you, God, and uh, know the answers that she has. Could have a couple of ushers come up. It'll be second Sunday offering, so it'll be a mission offering this morning. So everything you give that's not marked on an envelope or check will go uh, towards missions, which goes to Haiti and Mexico here from our local church. So remember that and just remember them as you go about your weeks. Continue to pray for them and the, the work that's being done there. Let's pray. God, we come to you again thanking you lord god for the opportunity here this morning lord to give god and um, the work that you do lord in the mission field god we just pray that you continue to bless and multiply the finances provide what's needed god that it it will go forth and and be able to change lives and uh, point people towards you we thank you for what you've done and what you're continuing to do in your name amen
the days of our lives, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. You can be seated as our pastor comes. in this place today. I, I just want to begin my presentation today with a testimony. And that testimony is, I thank the Lord for how good I feel. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I am grateful for His goodness. Aren't you grateful for the goodness of God? We are blessed people living in a blessed time. And I know you read the newspapers and you hear the television and the radio and the various news sources, and you might think you are not reading what I'm reading. But I read not only what I just named, but I also read the Word of God. And I also experienced what the Lord is saying to us. And I am so thankful to be a child of God. I am not any different, I don't suppose, than anyone that is here today, uh, other than the fact that maybe I'm a little, you know, a year or two older and uh, in some cases got a little bit more hair, and in many cases got a lot less hair. But I am grateful today that God is good to us all. I just praise the Lord to be a child of God. It's a good thing to be a child of God, isn't it? Now, all of this I've said from my heart, because I feel like praising and giving a praise to God. I thank the Lord what He has done for me, what He's done for you, what He has done for others, He will just keep on doing by our trusting the Lord. This has been an unusual morning for me. And I'm going to share it with you because it, it, it has just really worked out real well. The first thing I experienced of the unusual today was that as I was sitting in my car and it was running, I thought to myself, my car is not running. But wait a minute, the lights are on and so on. And then I went... And I realized I did not have my hearing aids. 
And for you that do not know it, without my hearing aids, I am practically deaf. I, uh, I can understand that, but uh, not much more than that. And then, after I got to church, just a little bit on the early side, but oftentimes Brother Harold and Sister Lisa are here, and uh, I realized that uh, I was maybe a little bit too early for them, and so rather than get out of the uh, car into the cold air, I sat there, sat there for a moment and went to sleep. <laughs> Lo and behold, I went to sleep. I know that's a surprise to most everyone. However, when I came to, it was ten minutes past nine. Wait a minute, the worship team is here at nine o'clock. I looked around the parking lot. It was empty. I looked across the street. Sister April's car was not there. There was no sign of life. And I'm thinking, the rapture has taken place and me in an empty church. <laughs> well, that just crossed my mind as a funny thought, of course. Uh, not funny if it had happened, I guarantee you. But I got myself together and came on in and realized that the rapture had not taken place because I seen Sister Sonia drive into the parking lot and everybody knows that she's heavenly, saintly, and just uh, the Lord would not have left her. I don't know why they're all looking at you that way, Sister Sonia, but anyway, uh, such was the case. And then I found out what we had happening here and that there was going to be a delay of attendance. And I came into the church and I still know Brother Harold. And uh, I'm concerned about him. Yes, I was concerned about everybody else. But Brother Harold had, since my wife has been confined, he had the copies of my material here this morning, and uh, as you can see, I do have it, but he wasn't here with it. He showed up, and that made my day. It did not always bless everybody that way, ask his mother-in-law, but anyway, uh, he had it for me, and I was so grateful uh, for that. And then I realized that not only do I have a death problem, but unless it's this size print, without my glasses, I can't read it. And uh, so I uh, realized that he solved that particular problem. Now, I tell you all that silly stuff. Maybe it's not totally silly. <laughs> as a matter of fact, as it was unfolding to me, it was very serious. But I am thinking that the Lord knew everything that was happening in this list of things that I have shared. The Lord knows every step, and that is the 
presentation theme today is that the Lord knows every step that you, I take. I couldn't help but think as I prepared this sermon this week that indeed the Lord knows what you did in getting here today for this service. The Lord knows indeed what is going to happen even before we do or undertake it this afternoon as we leave here. The Lord already knows, and in case you didn't get the latest, the Chiefs are not playing in the Super Bowl this day. Oh my goodness, you can hear a pen drop. And that's with my hearing aids on too. But this is something that we live and should live in gratitude is that the Lord knows every step. And I'm going to begin this presentation with a thought from a beautiful song. And no, I'm not going to sing it, and I'm not even going to present all of it. But the song was written by a man who lives to be 94 years old, Thomas Chisholm. He wrote over 1,200 songs, actually poems, a few of them was set to music, and this one that I'm going to share today in part was written uh, right here in, or right next door to us in Kansas. And this song is usually sung at victorious situations that have been in dire, uh, have been of dire circumstances. Great is thy faithfulness. O God, my Father, there is no shadow of turning with Thee. Thou changest not. Thy compassions, they fail not. As Thou hast been, Thou forever will be. I, I hope the words here sink in. In part, this verse, indeed, if not all of it, is based on the Scriptures, the Word of God. In fact, the line, the second line, uh, that is in my notes, the second line, there is no shadow of turning with thee, is really extracted from the verse of Scripture that says, to the effect that there is no variableness in the way the Lord views his love and his gifts to mankind. And in the King James Version, Psalms chapter 37, verse 23, the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth 
in his way. Wow. The Lord knows every step, but he also knows the steps of a good man versus a man who does not step the way the Lord wishes for him to step. As I think about this presentation of not only song but of scripture, I think about how that we are just preachers here for a period of time, short, medium, length, long, long life. However long we're here, our Lord knows every step we take. That is awesome. As a matter of fact, in his autobiography that Thomas Chisholm wrote of his self, he said that he has been astonishingly amazed at the love of God in his life. I like that phrase, astonishingly amazed. It's, it's in a, perhaps an older version of English, uh, the American way of speaking, the United States way of speaking, astonishing, amazing, a phrase that perhaps we don't use too often uh, in our verbiage in describing the things of God. Amazing grace, of course, but the word astonishing is the one that I'm thinking of and sharing with you. And it comes through in his feeling in this song as well. There is no shadow of turning. It does not change. His compassions do not fail. As he has been, he will forever be. Yes, indeed. His grace is unending. But let's apply that to what the Word is saying to us. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. I wonder sometimes, as I know and feel that I am talking to a congregation that loves the Lord and wants to please the Lord, I wonder sometimes what happens in our mindset when we reach a place that perhaps is in the gray category. And we know that people do it this way, but somehow or another, we feel the tug of the Spirit of the Lord on us saying, that's not the step that I want you to take. And so the, we go back to the scripture that says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And what does the, do, what does the Lord do 
when we follow his spiritual orders. The scripture says, he delighteth in his way. I'm carrying this thought just a little bit further now. We live in a world of many various religious interpretations. As a matter of fact, I wonder today how many preachers that are in the pulpits, even as I speak and and am in the pulpit this morning myself, I wonder how many preachers could actually have preached on the day of Pentecost. I wonder how many people could have got up after Paul preached one of his sermons and preached what they are preaching today. I think that this has got something to do, this scripture has got something to do with the way we walk, not just the fact of a physical step to go somewhere, do something to help somebody, all that can be good. But I'm thinking how that we need to follow the way that the Lord wants us to walk, the way the Lord wants us to talk. Folks, it is not one thing to have got up and came to church today, went to church somewhere. It is not one thing to have sang with the choirs or the worship team as they sang. It is not just only putting your name on a check and giving to a particular cause. It is not just trying to stay awake while the preacher preaches and nod your head while he is doing so. The Lord is wanting us to follow what He has ordered. He is wanting us to be able to listen to what His Spirit has to say. Oh, this is a wonderful, wonderful thought that the psalmist presented here. When he is talking, when we are talking about the faithfulness of the Lord to us, he is also talking about the faithfulness that we must have to him as well and following his footsteps. The course that goes with the song is great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. And all I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. When we read and understand the many praises and the truth of what the Lord is wanting us to express in our lives, that is, our steps, we're talking about a God that is just not into rhetoric. He's not just into people 
showing up or even showing out for the Lord. But we're talking about God, the creator of this world, who spoke it into existence. In fact, it was planned. It was prepared. Go to the book of Genesis. And God said, let us make man in our own image. It was an involvement of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. And in these three, the Godhead, we find that He has ordered our steps that we follow in His truth and His follow after His Spirit and walk in His Spirit. I love what Paul was told by the Holy Ghost as recorded in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 6 through 9. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, yes, they, they were there, let us, let us, let us make man in our, our own image. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. He did not quit that day. The scripture says that he had a light that was to shine in our hearts as well. Not only salvation, the hope of eternal life, the redemption from sins, the hope of eternal life, but it was to give us light while we're here taking those steps, by the way, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Oh, praise God for that. If you don't mind, I've just got to stop for a moment and thank the Lord. What a plan He had for us. What a path He has for us. What a journey He has outlined for us. And in verse 7, what a treasure He's given these earthen vessels that the excellency of the power not is for our steps, not for our personal journey, but of the power that is of God. It is not of us. Yes, the Lord has made provision for the difficult days as well. We're going to read in just a moment about this journey that we're on. When the Holy Ghost spoke to Paul, and he wrote these words to the church at Corinth. It was a difficult time for the early church, which they were referred to as. There was many people trying to divert the gospel of the church. There was many theologies going on 
and trying to distort the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It became a government affair, as a matter of fact. It was a very difficult time that was existing in the world that Paul lived in at this particular time. And he wrote the words, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Think about it for a moment. It didn't matter which way you walked, which path you took, there was troubles in the world. It didn't matter what his theology was. It didn't matter what their theology was. There was only one thing that mattered, and that was the steps to follow after the truths of God's Word. And so he expressed it, I think, in a beautiful way, and yet in a troublesome way, for if you live there, we're troubled on every side, but we're not distressed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. You think about that for a moment. You may have had a situation in your life, and many of you have, where you just did not know what the end result was going to be, which way it was going to go. You may have had that situation where these are scrambled eggs. How can I put them back in the eggshell? How can I make them hold again? Life can offer that type of trouble. Life can offer that type of being perplexed. Life can, verse 9, can offer the time of being persecuted. But the Scripture says the Holy Ghost spoke to Paul and said, even though we're troubled, even though we are distressed, we are, are forsaken, we're, we're not going to be destroyed. Think about that. Yes, indeed. Great is His faithfulness. Great is His faithfulness. I love the writings of the referred to as the minor prophet. Micah was one of those. Malachi, another. Nahum was another. And there's a couple more that I can't bring to my verbal attention at the moment. But Micah wrote chapter 7, verse 8. And he was talking about the enemies of the children of God who were happy about their being perplexed. It was a time that they were turning their faces away from God and not worshiping Him and living for Him, not following the truths of God's Word. But Micah stood up among them, and he had a sermon from God. 
And in part, that sermon went in this fashion. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy, when I fall. I shall arise when I set in darkness. The Lord shall be a light unto me. Yes, indeed, the Lord has ordered the steps that you and I, Micah, and the children of Israel were to take. And He has ordered the steps for you and I, regardless of what is being done in the world, in your life surrounding the tragedies that you experience, that you experience, the sadness that comes your way. Indeed, a few days ago, when I witnessed the calamity that my wife experienced, and in a few days after that, sitting with her in the rehab facility, I experienced the moment she was experiencing a period of momentary time in which she just could not understand what had happened, why it happened, what was God going to get out of it, what was the purpose of it. And I gave her some great words. I said, I don't know and I don't understand either. That was my great words. But God worked in her spirit. As a matter of fact, a couple nights ago, she wrote me and said, it texted me and said, I've had a prayer meeting all night long. And ever since that particular text that I got from her, she has been a person of positivity. She has been a person lifting up the glory of God. Yes, she's still confined as much as confinement will allow her to be. But today, she's rejoicing in God because she knows that the Lord has ordered her steps and that she, quote, is going to walk again. And this so much, as I come to a close today, are the words that were said by King David many years ago. You know this text of Scripture very well. You know his words, and sometimes in your life you have probably been where he was at, where others that have suffered tragedy have been at. There is something about what Micah said that prompted what David was talking about. When Micah said, don't, don't worry about me, he said, if I fall, if I falter, I'm going to get up again. 
When the lights go out, somebody is going to turn the lights on. Someone is in charge of that. And God said, He's ordered the steps of a good man. And so, David, if you wish, you can follow along as I read this text of Scripture because it's very familiar to you. The 23rd Psalm, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me. These steps we're talking about in the path of righteousness for His namesake. Oh yes, these steps are here in this world. I don't even know how to describe the situations in our world. But I do know how that the Lord is in charge of our steps. And David put it this way. He said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He said, I'm not going to fear the evil because I know that thy rod and thy staff, they're there. They comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely my steps are going to allow me to be with goodness and mercy, and I'll walk in them all the days of my life and dwell in the presence of the Lord forever. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Yes, indeed, the Lord knows every step. The Lord understands every enemy. The Lord understands every wind of ill fate. The Lord knows every step that you're going to encounter. Every valley that you walk through, our Lord knows. And He knows that your steps need to be And I I want to emphasize this so very much, that our steps must not be our steps, and they must not be the steps of man and his interpretations of things, but they must be steps that follow the truth of God's Word. I'm not getting into what the Pacifics are today. Perhaps in a few weeks I'll be presenting some words along those lines. But I do want you to know that we must follow in His steps the steps that He has for us to walk therein. I want you to be encouraged today to walk in those steps, to follow His path, to follow His light, to follow His comfort, to follow His embrace, because His steps will lead us regardless of where the path, the journey of life may take us. Indeed, great is thy faithfulness.
great is our Father. There is no turning with him. He does not change. His compassion does not fail. As he has been, he will always be. And may I conclude with the thought that Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, as he and we walk in the same path and the same steps together. Would you stand? As we come to the close of the service today, we do not come to the close of what the Lord wants to do for each and every one that is here. As we come to the close of this service, the Lord is not through with either and all of us because he wants to walk with us every step of the way. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for all of our congregation that is here this morning, for those that are not able to be here and for those that are not here. I pray for their steps. Lord, I, I pray for my steps. I want them to be pleasing to you. And Lord, for every step that every man, woman, takes from this day forward, from this place onward. I thank you, Lord, that we have that ability and your trust to speak with us and to trust us to take the steps that we should. I ask you, Lord, to bless everyone that is in this building today. Lord, to touch every heart, to touch every situation that they are experiencing. For, Lord, we do not want to walk without you. We do not want to climb the mountain, and we do not want to walk through the valley without that your presence and your direction and your ordering of the same. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray, thanking you, Lord, in advance for all that you're going to do. And the church said, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen and amen.